Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire for Friday, August 20th. Folks, we had a night in the NFL, did we not? A little quarterback controversy in New England. How do the Patriots, by the way, always get the Thursday night games? I, I find that interesting. I had, did not pick that up on the telecast. Um, it just hit me like, wait a sec. It feels like every Thursday night in the preseason, Patriots are playing. Um, Cam and Mac Jones, kind of to a standstill. The stats were virtually even. Listen, this is a tough one for Belichick. He's going to have to navigate that room very very delicately because we know Cam owns the locker room. He was there last year. He's an alpha. He's a former MVP. He's just a big, imposing presence. People like to follow him. He's a leader. He's got all those qualities that you can't put a number on. And without question, Mac Jones is coming. And Mac Jones has next. But I I was leaning toward Mac Jones heavily heading into last night's game. And then Cam played well enough. Now, again, we're talking about an Eagles team that was just obliterated. 35 nothing. I mean, what a bloodbath that was. Just an ugly game. Um, we'll get to the Eagles in a sec, but I, I, did Cam do enough 
maybe I just keep coming back to this. The Patriots open with Brian Flores. Okay. Brian Flores, a former Patriots coach, defensive minded, and remember what he did to a rookie quarterback last year in Justin Herbert. One of Herbert's worst games of the season. He was confounded, struggled mightily. I I I just wonder if Belichick is thinking, you know, I probably should go with the vet. Cam, by the way, was able to run on the Dolphins a lot last year. Does he play both of them? I don't know. That's an option. Um, the big difference is the Patriots' defense will get to Tua. I think the Patriots will win that game, whoever starts a quarterback. I just don't know if you want to hammer Mac Jones's confidence right out of the gate. So fun quarterback controversy in New England. Belichick staying in the news. I thought the bigger story was this Jalen Hurts' unexpected absence. Uh, you know, basically, Jalen Hurts... Went through the pregame, and uh, you know he was ready to go. Twenty minutes before the game, and all of a sudden they're like, mm, "No, sent home, diagnosed with a stomach infection, told to rest at home for two days." What? Tested negative for COVID, and it's just one of these mysterious. Like, wait a minute, what happened now? The only thing that remind this reminds me of. You guys remember Tyrod Taylor last year, right before kickoff um, against the, shoot, I forgot who it was, Um, but the Chargers uh, opening game, and, you know, I think, like, the kickoff had just happened, and everybody was expecting Tyrod Taylor to go out, and it was like, no, they're putting in Justin Herbert. It's like, what happened to Tyrod? It ended up punctured lung, which is crazy, Uh, and Justin Herbert, the rest is history. But I don't know what the deal is with Justin Hurts. Like, how are you going through pregame? You're feeling, you're energetic, and all of a sudden, major stomach infection, um, but not COVID, and you're sent home. Eagles, they got problems. Uh, they did not look like a competitive team um, last night. And and I will say this: it is perfect timing that our guest today has covered the Eagles extensively. He has a lot to say. On the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you guys may know his work. You should know his work. He's at the Athletic. Shale Kapadia. Uh, really smart guy. He's covered the Seahawks. Um, covered the Eagles. Now he's like the general NFL guy. Heavy on the numbers. Listen. The Athletic has some good stuff. We've obviously brought on plenty of guys from the Athletic here on the podcast. And Kapadia is one of the good ones. Yeah, you want to get a little smarter, follow some of the numbers. You definitely need to pay attention to what he's doing. And uh, without further ado, let's bring him in. Shell Kapadia from the Athletic. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a first-time guest. I think I've had him on my radio show before, you know, and I would remember because he has a unique name. He covers the NFL in a unique way. Uh, he's got a lot of must-read stuff, especially to get ready for the season. Shil Kapadia from The Athletic. How are you, man? Doing well, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, do you remember coming on the radio show or no? Or I, I did. I wrote a story about the Ravens uh, analytics department. You know how yes. John Harbaugh had the, had the guy in his ear. Uh, and so that was a popular story uh, at yes. the time. John Harbaugh kind of let me behind the curtain. So I think we spoke at that time. That's right. Wow. And he's got a great memory. Uh, and listen, as I joked with him before we started recording, hey, not a lot of brown guys uh, covering football. And, I, you know, I like to look up profiles of guys before I talk to them. And, you know, you, you don't really have to look hard for like Ian Rappaport and some of these like Brian Winhorn. You know, they've been around for a while. Uh, Shiel, I, I I couldn't find a profile of you. I want to know where you came from because you've been on the West Coast covering the Seahawks, you came yeah. to Philly. You now live where I near where I used to live in Philly, uh, outside Philly. Sorry, um, but h- how the hell did you get here, man? Yeah, no, I, I was just you know took the sports journalism track and did a you know a bunch of different jobs. Couldn't find a job right away, but then uh, found my footing in Philadelphia, wrote about the NFL, wrote about the Eagles for kind of a, a blog or a smaller site. And uh, ESPN took notice and they had openings in Seattle and Pittsburgh. And so we said, all right, let's move the family out to Seattle. We'll cover the Seahawks wow. for uh, a couple of years. And so we did that. And then the athletic launched and uh, one of the co-founders, 
is from Philadelphia. And so he, he had read my work previously and we said, all right, let's take a shot on the athletic. And so covered the Eagles for a couple of years there during the Super Bowl run in the next year, and then yeah. got bumped up to kind of a national role where I've been here uh, the last few seasons. Yeah. So, you know, backing up. So were you there for any of the Legion of Boom in Seattle? Uh, I was. It was. I I went there the summer after they lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots. So I didn't cover okay. the Super Bowl years. But man, everyone everyone was still there. It was a star studded cast. Yeah. With Sherman and Earl Thomas and I mean you name it. That that locker room was packed with stars. Yeah. So the good fortune of covering a Seattle team like in its prime, right? And then the Eagles team that wins the Super Bowl. Like yeah. you know, I you said like you you went the sports journalism route. I don't know about you, but like coming out of college. I did not want to go to small town USA in like K- K- Kentucky, no disrespect to our Kentucky listeners, or, or like I got a job offer in Bay City, Michigan, and I was like, what the hell am I going to do? That? I don't even know where that is. Like, I'm not near friends. Like when you were coming out of school, like what, what, what was the landscape looking like for you? Yeah, you know, I thought I did a good job with, with internships because, like you mentioned, not not a lot of brown guys covering the NFL. So my <laughs> the rest of my family works in hospitals. You know, uh, four oh, out of five yeah. and so, doctors. Come on, obviously, yes. yeah. So I, I was going the other the other way, and so um, you know, really wanted to make sure I jumped into it right away and did a lot of internships. Thought I was ready. Couldn't find a job out of college, so I was living at home with mom and dad. I took a job in Philly. Uh, I think the company was called Richardson. It was business manuals or something. I mean, I was doing some editing job for three days. And then I got a call from a site called Penn Live in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania Mm. to do some Penn State football stuff, uh, you know, some stuff with their website, some blogging, that kind of thing. And I said, all right, let's go. You know, so I I, so quit after three days. Three, you know, I just emailed the woman. I said, listen, I'm really sorry, but I got another job. And, uh, you know, should I bring my badge to you to get into this uh, oh. this building? Should I mail it in? And she was very nice, which I always uh, appreciated. So I, I think she knew where my heart was. Wow, that's wild. And now, you know, you're at The Athletic covering the league. So, I mean, in a short order, what has it been like six, seven years? You've gone from covering teams to covering the league now, which obviously I'm assuming you think is more fun. Yeah, I think 2003. 2012 was my first time writing full-time when I was writing about the Eagles. Prior to that, I was kind of in a little bit of a a hybrid job working online for philly.com, the website, and also blogging. But uh, I wanted to write full-time, got the opportunity to do that in 2013. And so 2013 until uh, 2018, I was covering teams, whether it was the Eagles or the Seahawks. And now it's been three years uh, Mm. covering the league. And it's fun. I mean, it doesn't feel like work. As you know, uh, I was a sports-obsessed kid. And so now I'm just kind of, you know, sitting here with TVs on the wall, watching games, spitting out terrible takes yeah. and uh, someone's no, pay, no, no. paying Come me on. to do it. So it's all yes. good. Doesn't get much better than that. No, for real. Uh, you know, my kids are getting ready to go to school and I'm sitting here just pouring over NFL documents. I'm reading your uh, you call it the NFL playbook from The Athletic. And I got to say, um, you know, I haven't got to the Eagles yet, but I am curious. I want to start there like. Not a lot of optimism on my end regarding the Eagles this year, but I don't know. You're up close and personal with the team. I know you cover the league, but does this mean like you go to some practices just to feel to be out there and get a face out there? I do. Yes. Since I'm based in Philly, so I've been to a bunch of their training camp practices. And then I did a little training camp tour where I went to four or five different training camps and talked to some coaches and uh, and some GMs to kind of make those uh, introductions. I don't think there is a lot of optimism around the Eagles. You know, I think expectations are low when the owner comes out and says it's a transition period. But I got to say, you know, watching the two episodes of Hard Knocks, 
and looking at, you know, that Cowboys operation and Mike McCarthy, maybe there is room for a surprise team in the NFC East because uh, all those all those teams really do have some questions. So you never know, I guess, how the season's going to go. It's funny. I predicted, I said, that spotlight can make coaches look bad. If you remember the Browns guy, Freddie Kitchens, you were just like, dude, this guy, I don't. And with McCarthy, the same vibe, like that speech in the locker room was just like, dude, nobody's buying this. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, not a lot of teams have a new head coach, coordinators, quarterback. I mean, Hertz was there a little bit last year, but you know, there is there a world where a you think they end up just tanking to get a high pick and a quarterback in the draft next year, or is the Deshaun Watson still thing on Deshaun Watson thing still on the table, or is that now hit the skids with all the FBI's chatter this week? Yeah, I don't think they need to tank because they traded back in the first round, right? So they got an additional first round Mm. pick in that trade with the Dolphins. They traded Carson Wentz to the Colts. That's going to be a first or second round pick. So all of a sudden you're talking about potentially three first round picks. So even if you like win the division, you actually have the ammunition to move up and Mm. draft a quarterback. So I do think this offseason was about setting themselves up for next offseason. Now that could be a veteran. You know, you mentioned Deshaun Watson, obviously a a lot of stuff to sift through there. We don't know how that's going to play out. Out what that's going to look like after the season. And then I think what happened this offseason with Matthew Stafford, that made some teams think, you know what, they're like veterans could all of a sudden become available. A guy like Russell Wilson, right? He, he who knows? Mm. Let's say all of a sudden, you know, they butt heads there and they don't have a good season. So um, I think the most likely scenario for the Eagles is that they will aggressively target a quarterback in the draft next offseason. Uh, but I do think there are different things that can happen. I think with Jalen Hurts, they're basically saying, you got the year. If you surprise us, great. But uh, I don't think that's the expectation in the building that he's going to emerge as a franchise quarterback. I don't want to put him in Jimmy Garoppolo territory, but you know, even though Jimmy G was leading him to the Super Bowl, there was still like, is he the guy? You know, eight thrown passes in the NFC Championship yeah. game, like, and now here we are, two years later, and they got their new guy. So you're, I would probably agree with you on Hurts, but there is a world where maybe they fall ass backwards into winning the division. Dak goes down again, you know, his shoulder never comes around. Like, they could win the division, like, right? That That's a possibility. It, yeah, they're in this weird state where they actually have a lot of good players who are like 30 and older, which, you know, yeah. you don't want to be in that state. But if those guys, specifically on the lines of scrimmage, I mean, they could have a top five offensive line if those guys stay healthy. They could have a top five defensive line if those guys stay healthy. And so once you start with that foundation, you can win a lot of games that way, you know, if you're dominating up front on both sides of the ball. So I think that's the scenario that they're looking at. And, you know, I don't know that it's going to happen. Like you said, I don't think it's the most likely outcome. But, man, in this division, uh, it's not crazy, especially with Jalen. You know, Jalen Hurts doesn't need to complete 70% of his passes because I think he's going to be a a dynamic runner. You know, I think their run game is going to be really good with him, and he'll be able to create and make some plays. So, uh, yeah, who knows? They they could be in the mix. It could be a situation where it's like December and all the NFC East teams stink like they did last year, and you're saying, hey, put together two or three wins in a row, all of a sudden you win the division. Uh, all right, well, why don't we just stick with teams that are pretty shitty and wear green, my New York Jets. Um, I got to say, dude, super depressing Thursday for me. Um, Carl Lawson, the big, big, huge Jets find. He was basically going to be their Nick Bosa in, in Robert Salah's defense, and he's done for the year with an Achilles before his first game. I'm depressed. Please help me. 
It's a crushing blow. You know, I love Carl. I thought Carl Lawson was a fantastic signing. I thought he was underrated. I thought it was the, the Bengals were ridiculous letting him walk and then signing Trey Hendrickson and thinking that that was going to replace him. And so I was excited to see him in that defense. I thought that defense had a, had a chance to be a little sneaky. Their the front seven, especially, you know, Carl Lawson, Quinn and Williams, CJ Mosley comes back. I know they have questions in the secondary, but man, now it's kind of like one of those, I don't know what domino effect or what the word is, but we know their corners are unproven and oh, not God. good. And so now you take away their best, uh, their best pass rusher, really their only proven edge rusher. And, you know, I, I will give Robert Sala credit. You know, that guy has shown he can do more with less before, you know, that Niners defense last year was crushed by injuries and he didn't make mm. excuses. He schemed it up a little bit and, you know, they were a very good defense. So, uh, you know, you can hold out a little bit of hope. Maybe, maybe that makes you feel good, but there's no doubt about it. It, it is a, a crushing blow because Lawson's not only a, a great player, but he's a fun, fun player to watch too. So now you have yeah. to wait another year. I mean, Quinn and Williams was looking at probably a lot of uh, single teams instead of yeah. double teams like last year. And because Lawson's coming off the edge and it's like now, uh, good luck. I mean, you, uh, I love your optimism. Maybe, you know, uh, like last year, the 49ers were able to survive. Yeah. I mean, the Jets just don't have the players. All right. We got to talk about a good team. Um, and I don't know that they're good, but people... Maybe it's just me underestimating them. T- Tennessee Titans uh, and your outlook on uh, the athletic in your playbook. I, it seemed a little rosier than mine. Um, although I, I just wonder this whole Derrick Henry idea of leading the league in carries the last two years and just running him into the ground. Is that really sustainable in 2021? Because we haven't seen anyone else operate like this. I'm just going to assume Derrick Henry's an alien until he proves <laughs> otherwise. I mean, on last summer at this time, I'm saying, come on, Derrick Henry's going to take a huge yeah. look at the workload he had last year. And the guy comes out and has a monstrous season. So, uh, I mean, you're right. It's valid. He's had way more carries than any other running back in the NFL over the last two years. But you know, even if he takes a little, little bit of a step back, I, I'm not ready to say, you know, he's not like 32 years old or anything. Yeah. So he is sort of a physical marvel. So um, it's a valid concern, but I do like their, te- you know, they're a team that if they are healthy and then offense just kind of steps on the field or, or you're a defensive coordinator and it's Tuesday night and you're saying Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, what could be an above average offensive line. Like there's a lot to game plan for it. And that's tough on defensive coordinators when they have to decide, all right, are we going to stack the box and play eight in the box and stop Derrick Henry? And now we have single coverage on those two wide receivers who if healthy are among the best in the NFL. So my my big question with them is the play caller, you know, Arthur Smith. uh, I thought he did a fantastic job maximizing the talent on that roster. Now he's in Atlanta. So it would not surprise me if the offense takes a step back because I I do think he, he was as good as advertised but at the same time if they take the approach of if it ain't broke don't fix it uh you know run the ball uh play action with ryan Tannehill and target those receivers on the outside i do think it's a formula specifically in that division uh that can have success Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. When I was reading your Titans write-up, I was like, you know, some of these numbers, you don't see these in newspapers. The the stuff you're characterizing, EPA, DVOA, like, I, I just wonder, it, do you think the average fan, guys who just watch the NFL every weekend, do you think they know and understand this and, and can put value on it? Or is some of that stuff that you're doing over their head? Because a lot of the smart football numbers that help you with the gambling, right? that's where that stuff lies. But I just, I don't know if the people are relating to it. Yeah, I try to make it simple. And I think more people are, you know, sort of into it or, or looking at it. And I don't try to make it like it's a money ball thing or something that should be way over your head. I try to, try to explain it in simple terms. And the example I always use is like, you know, it's uh, it, it's third and seven and you have a six yard completion like that. That's a failing play. Right. I mean, that's right. not going to be good, but it's third and five and you have a six yard completion. Boom. 
first down. Well, if you look at a traditional box score or yards per game or those things, it's not going to be reflected. You're just going to see six yards. And so I think those numbers, I, I try to make it simple and say, hey, here's where the team ranked or call it efficiency, because that's really what a lot of those numbers are. And they try to cut through uh, some of that noise. So, um, uh, you know, I, I know some people, they, they look at it and they're probably saying, what is this guy talking about? But I do think as we kind of move forward a little bit, we'll realize how some of these other numbers like yards per game um, just can be, you know, <laughs> completely irrelevant when a team's points down by game, yeah. right you're down by 24 points and you string together an 80 yard drive with two minutes left like who cares you know that's going to show up as 80 yards you got but that doesn't tell you anything about the team so yeah. just trying to cut through some of that noise is the objective uh, and, and i wonder once i've started using those in the last you know three four five years it's helped me gambling wise significantly yeah. and i i just you know nba was pretty quick to adjust to the numbers. Hey, three is more than two, guys. We didn't know this for 15 years, but now we know three is more than two. Baseball, obviously, Moneyball was ahead of the curve, but football's kind of the last frontier. You even heard, I think it was Cully uh, in Houston, like kind of sort of mocking the analytics, like yeah. mispronouncing it on purpose. We've, we know Dan Campbell, obviously, in Detroit. And there's just some of these coaches are old school. I, do you think the NFL is 100% on board with analytics or is it just small pockets of smart teams? No, yeah, I don't think it's even close to to 100%. And there is sort of a split, whether it's front offices, coaching staffs. I mean, every team really has an analytics department, but like the big analytics departments are like four people, you know? And so I, I think, <laughs> you, you know, I think you need people who can speak both languages. You know, you can have a great sort of, you know, data-driven analyst, but like if they aren't able to tell a coach that, you know, if they don't know the difference between different coverages, cover three and cover one, like you need to be able to speak the coach's language language and you need to not talk talk down to them because these coaches have a million things going on from players to media to people getting in trouble off the field to their own staff you know sometimes trying to go behind there but like there's all sorts of egos and personalities yeah. in the NFL and so you really need to make it simple I think for the coaches now I do think you know a guy like John Harbaugh who we talked about who I did that story on mm -hmm. I mean this is an old school coach right from an old school family but when I did that interview with him he's talking to me about win probability and he's talking to me about EPA. He goes, I, I understand what those things are. And he's just like, listen, I've been in the league for a long time. I want every piece of information and every edge I can get. It doesn't mean I'm a hundred percent of the time going to go with what the analytics staffers say, but I want that information. And it, it depends how the organizations are structured. You know, I think the mm -hmm. good ones, they say the analytics people are part of the team. They're in the meetings. They're talking to people. They're not in the corner of the building or in the basement, just bringing up printouts every once in a while, because that, then of course, you're not going to be able to build that camaraderie. There's not going to be that trust. So uh, some teams do it better than others. But, you know, I just visited with the Cleveland Browns uh, a couple of weeks that, ago. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they're they're the coach and the GM believe in it. They're not, you know, totally in on it. They understand the football aspect. And so I, I think having both those factions is really important. The problem is when like you, you and I have sat there at a poker table, not together, but and you just got a bad run of cards and you played the numbers and you kept losing and losing and it happens. And yeah. there's going to be teams that just go by the analytics, go by the, yeah. and they lose and the football people in the building are going to be like, well, come on, you got to trust your gut. And I don't know how you marriage that because a lot of the examples, I'm guessing you were talking about the Eagles uh, and their last regime, which it sounded like the GM and the head coach were not on the same page with analytics. Um, so how, how do you think teams can handle that? I mean, or, or do they just go through the growing pains? 
Yeah, me, me and my colleagues, uh, Bo Wolf and Zach Berman, wrote that big story on The Athletic kind of inside uh, the dysfunction uh, with the Eagles, where they're moving the analytics department to another area of the building be- because of the dysfunction. And they're having meetings with Doug Peterson where he's feeling uh, you know, questioned about the calls he made even after they win a game because they, did, they didn't go by it. So like so much of this, you, you know, one thing that I, I feel strongly about now after sort of uh, covering the league and, and making some of these visits is, is that that GM role in a lot of places, it's not about scouting players or drafting or signing free agents. Like your job is to bring everybody together and make sure everyone's pulling in the same direction, really. And so uh, it is hard for the head coach, right? Because if he's saying, I'm not totally into the analytics, but I understand it and sure, let's go with it. And then he makes a fourth and one call and it gets stuffed. And he's the guy in front of the media right after the game. He's the guy getting crushed on sports talk radio. And so he's the one whose job looks like it's in jeopardy or he's getting made fun of. And so you have to kind of have that or organizational buy-in where whether it's ownership or whatever says, Hey, don't worry about it. We've got your back. Don't worry about what they're saying. The process was sound. And as Kevin Stefanski said in the article I wrote recently over time, this is going to give you an edge. If you're looking at it week by week, decision by decision, I mean, it's not going to get you anywhere, but if you believe that, Hey, over the course of a 16 game season, this is going to help us more than it's going to hurt us. And I'm willing to take my lumps when it doesn't work. That's really the way to approach it. So if memory serves from one of your articles, the Ravens were the best fourth down team in the league or they went for it the most. And then they came to the playoff game against the Titans. And I think they went like 0 for 3 (laughs) in those high leverage fourth downs. And it's just like, oh, no. And then the Titans run away and win the game. And, you know, Harbaugh was not on the hot seat, but that is like the prime example of, hey, shit happens, right? Like we played the numbers all season. It worked. And guess what? We played the numbers. It didn't quite work, right? I mean, I I I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, when you when you meet these analytics guys, uh, obviously they're smart. They have. I think the guy from Baltimore had a degree from was it Yale or Hopkins yeah. or something. Okay. Why does he have a job in football? Like if he's if he's a super smart data analyst, like he could get a job at Facebook, making tons of money, or Google. You know, it, I I just wonder like, are are they really fitting in with the NFL? How tough is it for those guys? You know. I'm not saying they're pencil pushing, you know, pocket protector type guys with the stigma and all, but. Yeah, they're in a locker room with big football players who aren't understanding EPA. Yeah, I, I mean, the Ravens do a great job of integrating. You know, he's like a part of the coaching staff. And so, he, you know, he, he's on the staff. He's in meetings uh, with the coaches. He was sitting next to uh, Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman in the booth so like so much of it is relationship based you know if if greg roman's in the booth and he's saying this guy can help me and we know each other then you know he looks at him as a peer as someone who's pulling in the same direction now it's not that case everywhere and you know to the point i mean you are right the, you know these guys could have uh, higher paying jobs but you know what working in sports is pretty fun you know there very people, fun there are people like you and me who say you know what we would be doing a lot of this in our uh, spare time and so it, it is fun to be part of an organization and it's fun to be sitting in the booth with so much on the line with lamar jackson on the field and so a lot of uh you know jobs in sports i would imagine come down to that where there are smart people working in sports where they could probably be making a bigger difference in the world or making more money elsewhere but you know what uh, the there's something to be said about enjoying your job. So I, I think that's what it comes down to. And, and I'm sure as you uh, reported with the Eagles, like at some point the coach is going to be looking over his shoulder. Wait, I'm the coach, but I've got to listen to what this guy with the spreadsheet says. Does he ultimately want my job? Uh, you know, and, and that's difficult, but that speaks to the point of culture. And that's really tough to write about. 
But historically, we know Jets, no culture whatsoever. Steelers, great culture, you know. Ravens, always with the good culture. Can can that be built, like, quickly, or does it just take, like, honestly, you have to have the right owner or you got no chance? Yeah, I'm, I, you do. Have, I think everything does start with ownership, which is why, you know, it, the worst thing you can have as a sports fan, in my opinion, is a terrible owner because you've got no shot. You know, if, if you're a Washington football team fan right now, maybe mm-hmm. you're excited about what happened last year. Maybe you're excited about this year and, and rightfully so. You know, they've got, especially defensively, some exciting players. But you know, when you're talking with your friends, like, shoot, they, you know, are we, are, is our franchise really going to have sustained success with this guy running the team? And it's like a hopeless feeling, really, that yeah. you can't, you know, unless the person sells the team, which who's going to sell an NFL team, uh, you, you know, right now, you're sort of hopeless. So, you know, if you can have an owner who hires the right coach and GM, that's really to me where the leadership starts. And so many, you just look at the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of the NFL, a lot of times when there's turmoil, it's that head coach and GM are pointing fingers at each other or they're not on the same page. I've always, you know, I've always believed that ownership should have those guys on the same length contracts, you know, and say, Hey, Mm. listen, either you're both going to succeed or neither of you are going to succeed. So, you know, the minute you start uh, leaking information or or pointing the finger at the other guy, guess what? You're both going to be without a job. So figure it out. Like there's going to be disagreements. And so too often that doesn't happen. We know there are a lot of power struggles. There are a lot of egos. There are a lot of dynamics, uh, politics at at play. And I think that's where you see the lack of leadership with with a lot of these franchises. Uh, All right. So two more real quick. So I happen to look uh, today at the gambling odds for the first coach fired. Mm. And McCarthy is up there. McCarthy is very high on the list. They watched hard knocks too, huh? Yeah, I guess they do. I took a nibble on Joe Judge of the Giants. Wow. Um, now, Now you cover, obviously, you know the NFC East really well. Where are you on the Giants right now? I don't like the Giants. I think the Giants. <laughs> I think the Giants are probably being overrated by people who think they're going to take a significant step forward from last year because they made some splash moves, right? They signed Kenny, Kenny Galladay, uh, Adoree Jackson, uh, the corner, and, and so they make you know they bring back Leonard Williams for twenty one million dollars a year, and you know I think their defense could be good. I, I've never seen a de- like a mediocre defense get more hype than the Giants last year. It was like they were uh, you, you know the eighty five Bears or something. Like if you look at it, they were. I think they maximize their talent. Don't get me wrong. I think Patrick Graham, their defensive coordinator, did a great job. But it's just not a talented group. And it's still not a talented group. And so I don't see them making a big leap. But more importantly, you look at it offensively, and you got some of those shiny toys with with Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley and Kadarius Toney. You have, you know, a, a bottom five play caller in the NFL with uh, Coach Garrett. I, I guess we should refer, <laughs> refer to him as Coach Garrett. So you have a guy who hasn't shown any ability to give your offense an edge. You have a quarterback with more fumbles than anybody in the NFL since he entered the league. And you have an offensive line that unless these young guys all of a sudden develop really quickly, I mean, it's the same offensive lineman they had last year. They didn't sign any offensive lineman. It was one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL last year. So to me, uh, that is just a lot to overcome. And really, when I look at these teams, uh, Above everything, I just look at who can have an efficient offense because defense, there's a lot of volatility, a lot of randomness. You still pay attention to it, but it's tougher to predict. Offense is easier to predict, and specifically when you look at coach and quarterback. And uh, I, you know, I think the Giants will be okay. You know, I think maybe they'll hover around 500, but I don't think they're going to be uh, take any kind of big leap this season. I guess the only reason it could be a bad bet, by the way, I think it was plus 2100 or something, is that uh, the Giants don't fire coaches 
in like right. the middle of the season because they have a good culture like the Steelers. All right, we'll get you out of here on this one. Do you have like just an off-the-wall, bold prediction you're willing to make about the league this year? Obviously, we'll hold you to it. We'll send it to Freezing Cold Takes and all those guys, and they'll light you up now. Um, but I don't know. Um, I haven't – nobody's really picked a random team to be a legit Super Bowl contender. And, I mean, I do want to remind people, this time last year, nobody had the Bills in the AFC title game, right? Uh, yeah. I don't think everybody had Tom Brady and the Bucks. I mean, obviously, they, they people knew they'd be good, but um, is there a team that jumps out at you as potential, like, hey, they, these guys could really make a run? Yeah, I, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers winning 11 games uh, this year, oh, and I, I oh think they— I think they have a high ceiling. You know, I love the analytics. I love the X's and O's, but you know what? Sometimes you just watch a player and you're just yeah. like, you know, I, I let you just like, this is the guy. And that's how I felt about Justin Herbert. As soon as he got in there last year, last year, they had the, one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, one of the worst run games in the NFL, one of the worst coaching staffs in the NFL. I mean, you, you remember every week. What's wrong with something. Anthony Lynn? Come every, on. He's such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Every week there was something. I mean, the basic things about getting like, like the special teams on the field and, and taking advantage of this, you know, potentially generational quarterback, they didn't do any of that. And so there's so much room for them to grow. They had one of the worst injury luck, you know, worst injury luck in the NFL. And so now you look at it, they're going to throw the football a lot with Justin Herbert. They invested in their offensive line. They're going to be better. Austin Eckler, you know, hopefully he stays healthier than he did last year. You have Brandon Staley, a head coach who is kind of, you know, I don't know. It's hard to predict with first time head coaches, yeah. but everything I hear this, a forward thinking guy. I mean, he's going to take all this information, all the analytics. I think he's going to be open to all of that. I think he's going to be aggressive. I don't think their defense is like devoid of talent. You know, you look at it, uh, you know, Bosa and Derwin James, like those are foundational. Those are like first team, all pro type players. If they can stay healthy to build the defense around. And so uh, I really think they're going to come out of the gates hot. I know chargers fans are probably like so annoyed with me at this no, point says because, because they're like, everybody predicts this every year. And every year something goes wrong with our team. But uh, I'm on board with them. I feel like they're going to come out and really be the surprise team this year. I mean, the the continuity thing is the only thing that weirds me out a little bit. Because I think they have a new head coach, OC and DC. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I mean, I think Herbert's the only one back. And, like, that's a lot on a young guy. But you're right. The the talent is certainly there. Uh, Chargers. They're in a tough division, you know, Broncos, yeah. Raiders are going to be okay, and then the Chiefs are decent as usual. All right, he is Shale Kapadia, The Athletic. Um, any other, anything else you want to promote? you got a podcast, right? We do have an Eagles podcast called Birds with Friends, and I also uh, and and also I like that. Uh, I like that. The playbook you mentioned, 197 pages. Yeah. Uh, you know, a section on every team, analytics, X's and O's, and you can get right to that with theathletic.com/slash NFL playbook. You know, you can download it, and it's part of your subscription uh, for the year, so you get everything else uh, with the Athletic. Yeah, I was gonna say that you uh, you were kind of harsh on the Broncos, but you have them at nine and eight in the division. Uh, I, yeah, I, I have a Super Bowl ticket on them. It's not gonna happen with the head coach, but I, I think this man, the talent on that team is ridiculous. Both sides of the ball, but no quarterback. You know, quarterback away. They're a quarterback <laughs> away. Yeah, if they could just get get, get somebody in, they yeah. could have the best defense in the NFL. I mean, that would not surprise oh, yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. Take it easy. Enjoy the All season. Right. Thanks for having me. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, 
The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.